Hello, and welcome to the Thrive in Change podcast. I'm Shannon LaBruyere. Hello, everybody. It's me, Shannon LaBruyere. I am live and loving it tonight. Welcome to Sunday Night Live, where we explore the principles that equip you to thrive in change. You can thrive in the change you planned that worked out perfectly, but is still really stressful. You can thrive in the face of change that was unwanted and unwelcome and everything in between. You can thrive when you use basic principles that are eternal, that are resilient that are applicable in every situation that's what we talk about here and tonight on sunday night live we will be exploring the thrive principle respect the now respect the now as you may already know respect the now means it is what it is we acknowledge where we are at the realities of it not the rose-colored glasses version, not the making excuses for myself version, (laughs) but trying to see the situation as clearly as we can. This is where we are so that we know what we need to do to go somewhere else. So respect the now is our thrive principle, and I'm excited to dive into it. Let's see who's watching, who's popped on. Oh, Hi, Sean, and hi, Missy. I am so glad you're here. And the party hat is absolutely applicable. So glad you're here. If you're just jumping on, say hi in the chat. Make sure that you um, give StreamYard permission to share your Facebook profile and your Facebook uh, name so that everybody knows who you are. So you're not some mystery person showing up in the chat. Hi, Kelly. I'm glad you're here. Awesome, awesome. All right, one last thing we're going to talk about is, well, not one last thing we're going to talk about, but before we get started, it is your coupon code to get 15% off the world's best coffee at thumbroastcoffee.com. You can go online and order your favorite roast from wonderful, high quality, fresh, local, clean coffee. It will be mailed right to your mailbox and you can get 15% off. You don't even have to jump in the car. And I'm here to tell you, I don't know about in your neck of the woods, but in our neck of the woods, gasoline is up around $5.50 a gallon. So getting 15% off and ordering it online is a better deal than Ever. So if you crave delicious coffee, go to thumbroastcoffee.com, put in the coupon code THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, and you will get delicious coffee at a discount delivered right to your door. I highly recommend. All right. Hey, Francine. What up, yo? Well, not a whole lot up except for If I look a little ragged, it's because I feel a little ragged. Uh, We've had our lovely granddaughter here, our six-year-old granddaughter. She arrived on Wednesday night and she will leave tomorrow morning. And she is wonderful and she is busy. 
<laughs> and I am tired. That is not, not a lie. I am tired and it probably shows, but what a delight, what a delight to be in a position to be able to enjoy the things that are truly important to us. And tonight we're going to talk a little bit about the things that are important to you and what's getting in your way from pursuing them. All right, so here's the title of tonight's Sunday Night Live Truth Bomb. <laughs> you aren't stuck, you're staying. <laughs> you aren't stuck, you're staying. So I need to confess, I totally ripped this off from a TikTok that my daughter-in-law posted, but oh my word, what a powerful thought. Here's what we know. When you are not choosing, that's a choice. I'm going to say that again. When you're not choosing, that's a choice. And we can sometimes convince ourselves that we are stuck. But that's a choice. Because you have options. I have options. And when we say we're stuck, and we allow ourselves to tread water or get pushed back downstream, <laughs> losing the progress that we've made when we allow that to happen. If we're not taking action to combat it, it's a choice. We're just choosing to stay stuck. We're choosing to go backwards. So why in the world would somebody choose to stay stuck? And I'm glad you asked. I love this quote from Seth Godin. He says this, when things aren't working, look for the fear. When things aren't working, look for the fear. And if you're choosing by not choosing, if you're staying and calling it stuck, there is probably some kind of fear that's causing you to choose that way. Now, I'm not talking about intentionally taking a pause. I'm not talking about being still and not taking action because you know you need to recharge or, or you know that you need to um, prepare. That's different. That's an intentional choice. But when you just know you're stuck and you aren't choosing to take a step forward, even if it's a teeny tiny micro step, you're staying. You ain't stuck anymore. You are choosing to stay. And why in the world would you choose to stay? Well, there's a few reasons that I want to go over. Before we do, I'm going to commiserate a little bit. Kelly says, I totally understand about the grandkids exhausting. Yes. <laughs> And Fran says she likes my bright colored shirt. It makes me look great. Woohoo! Rose colored glasses and a bright colored shirt. A, a girl can go a long way on those things, I think. <laughs> I don't recommend. I don't recommend the rose colored glasses. Uh, I love, as you know, looking on the bright side. Respect the now, though. We've got to understand the bad stuff so that we can embrace the good stuff. All right. So here's, here's a little story. When I worked for the Postal Service, I was in charge of communicating details and 
action plans and all kinds of stuff to the employees who were going to be consolidated out of their plant. Their plant was going to close and they had to go to another location. And there were a couple of hundred of employees and they were informed well in advance. This is the decision that has been made. This plant is going away and you've got some options. You can go here, you can go here, you can do this. And if you don't choose any of those options and you don't decide where you want to go, when this process is all done, if you haven't moved into a spot, your job's going to be eliminated and you will be without a job. It was serious. And they had many months to prepare themselves, to investigate, to um, look at the different options they had for where they might want to work. What type of a role would they want? What kind of a commute were they looking at? They had some time to do that. And at the very last minute, after months and months, there were still people who had not chosen where they wanted to go. And so what they actually chose was to lose their job. It was heart-wrenching, but they were stuck or choosing to stay. Stuck or choosing to stay. A couple of reasons jumped to mind why somebody would stay and call it stuck. And the first one is this. We don't want the change to happen. Those employees that refuse to make a choice to find something that would suit them were digging in and being stubborn and refusing to acknowledge the now. They refused to expect, respect the now. The fact was that circumstances outside of their control had given them a change that they did not want. That's a fact. Can anybody relate to that? I know I can. I've had significant loss in my life. I didn't choose it. It just came. And they looked at the potential for a significant loss and they were afraid to acknowledge it because acknowledging it made it real. Do you think that stopped the consequences of that very real change just because they were denying it? It did not. They suffered the fate that they had been told would befall them if they didn't choose a path and they lost their job. Whoa, big stuff. They didn't want the change to happen. And so they suffered the extreme consequences of failing to act, of staying instead of moving. And that is something that can get in your way. It can get in my way. The change that we don't want to happen, we're just going to pretend it isn't. And then we're not going to make any plans. And then what happens? the consequences of that failure to take action, whew, hits a smack in the face. It's tough stuff. 
So know that, know that if you're choosing to stay <laughs> instead of move, if you're choosing to stay instead of move, it's possible that you just don't want the change that's happening to happen. Accept that. Give yourself some time to acknowledge that and grieve it and allow yourself to then start moving in the direction that you choose, not the direction that that company chose. If you didn't make a choice, they'll tell you what to do. You have the ability to choose based on what you want, even when the change is something that you didn't ask for. So Kelly says this, wow, this really hits home. I chose to stay at my job where I was barely making ends meet and almost having to get a second job again. I said I was stuck. Oh, this is good, Kelly. I looked at other options and I found another job with more pay and over and overtime is available. I no longer feel stuck, but energized. We celebrate with you. Everybody, let's celebrate, Kelly. That is great. You said you were stuck and then you realized you had options and you made a choice to move towards something else and something else appeared. This is great. Congratulations. Um, again, Kelly says she gives reference to the book, Who Moved My Cheese? It's a classic, you guys. If you have never read the book, Who Moved My Cheese? It's just a little tale that really helps us. It's like a fairy tale or a, not the moral of a story, like a fable that helps us to understand change and how it can trigger emotions and thoughts within us and tr trigger attitudes and how we can maneuver within it. So it's good stuff. Thank you, Kelly, for sharing. And congratulations. Well done. All right. So the next thing is, oh, let me see who else jumped on. Carol jumped in. Hi, Carol. I'm glad you're here. All right. So the next thing, first one is we don't want the change to happen. And so we stay with the blinders on and pretend that these things aren't going on around us. And then ultimately somebody else makes the choice for us. Not choosing is a choice. All right. The next thing is we are afraid of disconnection. And that is one of the most powerful ones. And I want us to, to just think about that for a minute. Often we do not make a change because we are afraid that we will be cut off, disconnected, um, shunned by people who are important to us. That is a real fear. That is a real fear. And when we are refusing to make a change that we know needs to happen, and we aren't because we are afraid of being cut off, disconnected, shamed, disappointing somebody. It takes courage to move forward in that kind of situation. I'm here to tell you that there is hope. You do not have to be stuck. You do not have to stay held hostage to what other people think of you, what other people want from you. But what it will take is for you to start on the path to developing a healthy relationship or two or three. A healthy relationship with people who care about you for who you are. Hashtag bring the honor. 
people who want what's best for you, not because it's what's best for them. Healthy relationships are the solution to that fear of being cut off if we make a change because we don't want to disappoint somebody, go in the face of what they said they wanted for us, disappoint them, fall short of their expectations, being afraid of disconnection. Another word for that is shame. We are afraid that we will be ashamed. We will be cut off and not worthy of connection. That is a real fear. But the solution to that is to start developing healthy relationships so that you've got support that comes alongside of you. When you make that change that you know you need to make, you are going to have the support, the healthy support that you need so that you can enforce those boundaries that need to be held up when those people who want to shame you, embarrass you, make you feel unloved or less than, start throwing it up in your face. You need somebody to stand with you. Uh, Kelly says, it's going to be hard for me to leave my current job because I don't want to disappoint my boss and put more stress on her. Right? And so, Kelly, you had had some choices. You could have stayed so that you didn't disappoint your boss and you wouldn't have been pursuing your full potential. Here's a way to look at it specifically. Kelly, if I can share something specific for your specific circumstance, you're leaving a job and your boss you think is going to be disappointed and this is going to put more stress on your boss. Well, here's a couple of ways to look at that. Um, is it possible that you would consider if your boss met that pay grade and offered you overtime, would that be something that you would be able to stay in your current job? Or is it like, no, I don't want to. So if she knew that that was on the table and she said, you know what, I'll pay you that much and I'll give you this much overtime, would that make you want to stay? Or is there a deeper reason that makes you want to leave besides just the pay, right? And the opportunity. And the other thing is this, your boss deserves the opportunity. Your boss deserves the opportunity to see that you are leaving for an, a, a job that you think is better. And she deserves the opportunity to feel good on your behalf, even if she feels sad that she's losing a good employee. And she also deserves the opportunity, bringing the honor, she deserves the opportunity to have enough notice to find another person so that she, and for all you know, the next person comes in is going to like be a magician and totally take away all her stress. It's not likely, but it's possible. You don't know those things, but I'm proud of you for making the choice to do what you knew you needed to do for yourself. And she will, because she's an adult who has a business, she is going to be able to find another person to step in. Or maybe, I don't know if you're open to that, maybe decide that she'd rather pay you to stay. Hmm, what would that be like? All right, next one up is this. So sometimes we don't want to change. Sometimes we say we're stuck, but we're really choosing to stay. <laughs> Sometimes we're staying because we are afraid we will fail. 
Anybody else been there? You haven't made a change that you knew would be good because you were afraid you were going to fail? Yes, I have. I have. And here's the flip side to that coin. Sometimes we're afraid we're going to fail. And sometimes we're afraid we're going to succeed. Hmm. Seems to make, to make perfect sense that we don't want to fail. I'm afraid I'll fail. Everybody's afraid of failure, which isn't true, by the way, but I've heard people say that. Yeah, none of us love to fail, but as you know, failure is important. It is how we learn. You fail, you assess the situation. What did I learn? And then we try again. We test it, we get a result, and we try again. Throw it out there. You take an action. You get a result. You assess what happened and you try again. And that cycle is what allows us to continue to grow. Even babies, if you want to see something so amazing, go on YouTube and Google or do a search for babies learning to walk. It's an incredible sight to behold. Those babies fail and fail and fail. And that means you failed and failed and failed. If you are an adult who walks, you failed hundreds of times in the process of learning how to walk. Failure teaches us a lot and our brains are wired to learn from failure. When we can take that deep breath, step back and say, okay, what did I learn from that? What went well and what didn't and what will I do differently? When we do that, we exponentially expand our ability to learn and grow and to make progress. So sometimes we don't make a change. We stay when we know we should be going because we are afraid to fail. And I'm here to tell you that feels like a real fear, but you blow on that and it evaporates because fear is actually your best friend. It teaches you and it teaches your brain exponentially faster than just about any other method out there if you're open to learning from mistakes. But the flip side of that is being afraid to succeed. One of my coaching clients one time very seriously busted out crying as we were having a session and said, I don't want to try that because what if it works? <laughs> what? What if it works? She was afraid that it would work. And if it worked, what did that mean? She'd make more money. She'd have more flexibility. She'd be in a different arena of influence in her job. And she didn't know if she was up for the task. She didn't know if she was able. I'm here to tell you, you are up for the task. You are. You are. You are growing so that when you have your successes, you do not crumble under the pressure, but you thrive and you grow in your ability to influence. That's why you come listen to Sunday Night Live. That's why you pop in the Thrive and Change podcast, because you are growing so that you can be the person who can handle success. But sometimes you're choosing to stay because you don't know what will happen if you succeed. It's a legitimate fear if you aren't growing, but if you're growing, it's part of the process. All right.
one of the other things we are afraid of is we are afraid of admitting that a change is necessary at all. Has that ever happened to you? Has that ever happened to you? You knew you needed to make a change. You knew this wasn't working out. You knew you needed to get out of Dodge. And yet you didn't want to admit that you were wrong. <laughs> and so you stayed. And then the longer you stay, the harder it gets to admit that you'd made a bad choice. And so you stay longer until that finally snowballs and erupts. <laughs> and then you leave in anger, right? Sometimes we stay because we don't want to admit that we made a mistake in the first place. And sometimes we're embarrassed that we stayed as long as we did. People stay in dysfunctional relationships for that reason often. Oh, I'd be so embarrassed if I broke up with the guy. Yeah, but he's a jerk. He treats you bad. Sometimes he's abusive. Oh, I'd be so embarrassed. I, I, just, I mean, I should have left him a long time ago. I just can't even believe now. I'll just draw attention to the fact if I try to leave him now. That is fear trying to keep you in prison to keep you stuck. You don't have to listen to that fear. You don't have to stay because you're afraid of admitting that you should have changed two months ago, two years ago, two decades ago. There's a reason why that phrase exists better late than never. I love this phrase from, uh, it's a Chinese proverb. The best time to plant a tree is 100 years ago. And the second best time to plant a tree is today. There are the only two options that are there. You're not taking the worst option. You're taking number two. <laughs> You're taking number two. And it's a close second. You can't go back and undo what happened. But you can right now begin making a change. Maybe that's a change in you. Maybe that's a change that says you need to go seek counseling that you need to seek some expertise. Maybe the change says, all right, I've been pretending my business is going gangbusters and we are taking on water at a fast rate. I'm just going to have to fess up. Maybe that's what it'll take. You need to make the change and you can't allow embarrassment to prevent you from being successful. What good does it do if... <coughs> You look like you've got the world's most successful business right up until the second that it goes bankrupt. What good does that do? You are among people who support you, who are here to help. You have ways to talk with a coach, talk with a counselor, talk with somebody who can help you identify what you need to do to stop whatever slide it is you're experiencing. But don't be embarrassed to admit you need help. Don't be embarrassed. Don't allow that embarrassment to stop you from doing the thing that's going to be best from getting unstuck.
Mm, Kelly says, I'm going to give her a month notice. And I stayed way too long because of that. Yeah. Giving her a month notice is generous. It's generous. And Kelly, many people don't like change. Um, certainly we can get accustomed to it and certainly we can learn to deal with it better, but that doesn't mean that we love it when it happens, but whether we love it or hate it, it happens and we can get good at creating the changes we want so that we can get the results that we're looking for instead of waiting for other people. And this is the, a great segue to my last point. Sometimes the reason we're staying, we're not stuck, we're staying the reason we're staying is because we're waiting for someone else to go first. We are waiting sometimes for somebody else to go first. Let them be the one. Let them go first. Let them try it first. Let them pave the way. Well, guess what? Maybe you're that person. Maybe you're the person who's going to pave the way. Maybe you're the one who needs to start the process of whatever change it is that you know needs to happen. The smallest possible step toward that change. Maybe you're the one that when you take that step, it ignites everyone else. They may be waiting for you. This is the thing. While you're all waiting for each other to change, while you are all waiting for somebody else to be the one to take the first step, to start changing the work environment. While you're all waiting for somebody else to take that first step, everything around you is changing and it's not getting better. It's getting worse because you're waiting. You're waiting for somebody else to do it. It takes courage to go first. But I will choose courage any day over being forced to adjust to the change somebody else designed for me because it fit their plan. If you aren't controlling your options and choosing with intention, with honor, if you aren't respecting the now and saying, all right, this is what it is. And this isn't changing until I change. Because if you always do what you always done, you'll always get what you always got. If you are waiting for somebody else to change before you go, your opportunities are sliding away. And when those changes finally happen, they will not be the changes that fit your plan. They're not going to be the changes that suit you best. They're going to be the changes that other people thought, other people wanted, that put you in a position to serve them better. You get to choose to make choices that serve you better. And I believe that you have a purpose in your life. I believe there are strengths and gifts that you have that you can use and nobody else understands them. We can't, even if they were all benevolent, awesome people, they cannot understand you and your uniqueness and your strengths and your abilities and your desires and your dreams. You are the only one who knows that. So you are the one who is best equipped. Don't stay where you don't belong. Don't stay because you're afraid of what people will think. Don't stay because you're afraid that you'll mess up or you'll succeed and won't know what to do. You have a path forward. 
take the next small step toward that change you want to see and watch that momentum grow. Bring in good support, healthy support, people who love you for who you are, who honor you and respect your ability to choose that aren't trying to manipulate you to make them happy. Surround yourself with a few people like that and start your walk toward that change that you want to see happen in your life and you will not regret it. All right, you guys, this has been awesome. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, for listening. Thank you for bringing your comments. Uh, congratulations, Kelly, again, for making a change for the better that's going to work well for you. I'm proud of you. And for the rest of you, if there are changes you want to make in your life, I encourage you, find somebody who can help you walk through that. It doesn't have to be a coach, uh, but I'll tell you what, you will, your mind will be blown when you are actually walking your path of change with somebody who appreciates you, supports you, and honors you, and who helps you to keep the promises you make to yourself. With that, take care, have a great week, and 